Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ground Up with Natalie. Today, we have one of my dear friends, Devin Way on. You might know him because he's the lead of the very popular show, Queer as Folk, on Peacock. And you kind of can't not remember his face or his voice. And you'll see why today when you listen to this episode. If you're watching us, you'll understand why. I got lost in the words that he was saying. I'm not kidding. I wanted to stop and start taking notes in my own podcast episode that I'm hosting. We talk about acting, sure, but we talk about being kind and it's about pursuing dreams and it's about grit and determination and how important it is to have good work ethic, but also be kind with yourself. And so I'm super happy you're here to listen to this episode. And I want to tell you to send it to someone that you love, but I already know that you're going to send it to someone you love because it's that good. As always, we are produced by Mastermind Media. Thank you so much, Mastermind, for handling all my digital needs here at Ground Up with Natalie. Always appreciate you. And let's get into the episode. Welcome, Devin, to Ground Up with Natalie. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. We love Natalie. We start every episode with the Ground Up Three, which are three very difficult questions. So, Devin, where are you from? Oh, no. I'm just kidding. I'm from Texas. A little town called Lufkin, Texas, to be exact. Do you know how many people occupy? I think it's like 3,719. And if you're going female to male ratio, it is... Not great. Wow. Yeah, that's actually how I became a homosexual. You know, really? just <laughs> the ratio was off, so I was so like, off. we gotta do like, something. <laughs> oh my god, uh, that is such a specific number. That is, you yeah. know, it just came to me. It just came to you. Small <laughs> town. Wow, and you made it all the way to L.A., which is crazy. I have to, I have to look back sometime and be like, wow, that's where I came from. I know. Um, so that's the next question. What was your first dream job? In the industry or just in general? in general. Oh, I wanted to be a zoologist. Oh, nice. Yeah, I wasn't a very good reader, but I read some book in the third grade. Can't tell you what it's called. Um, But the girl in it, her dad was a zoologist, and she had all these crazy animals in her house. And I was like, I love animals. I want to be a zoologist (laughs) because it means I'll have all the animals. And then I realized after getting a dog that I... I can barely handle myself, let alone a dog. <laughs> and then two, that you have to go to school for like seven to 11 years. And I was like, I don't even want to go for a semester. There's not. Wow. No, so seven. I'll be an actor. Yeah, so I'll do, I'll do this thing. I don't have to go to college at all. Right. That was my thing too. I went, I went to community college and I was like, oh, a psychologist could be cool. And you know, they break everything down because you're trying to figure out what you want to do. So in college you go to the, I don't know, the what's it called? The career center. Yes, the career center. And you're like, I think this is what I want to do. And she's like, okay, yeah, it's approximately like eight years before you can start making six figures. And I was like. <laughs> and then you're like, I'll be an actor. It's approximately eight to 10 years before you can make I know. <laughs> five figures. That's so true. That's so true. Literally, I made crumbs. For, yeah. That's such a good point. Yeah. Whatever for something that's like not even stable, you never know. Oh no, <laughs> not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Um, okay, and then the next question is, what was your first paid job, but not in the industry, unless it was in the industry, which I don't think that it was. Oh no, okay, my very first paid job. Uh, I taught uh, gymnastics and dance for a little bit at a studio called the Academy of Gymnastics and Dance. Um, I was like the cheernastics instructor. I Cheer. taught like uh, little kids how to do back bends and somersaults. You're so good. You would be so good at that. I was so good at it. And you kind of did like when you were out here in LA, which we'll get to, I want to hear the ground up story, like how you came out here and everything, but you taught um, 
dance or no no soul cycle. soul cycle soul cycle yes so you're oh, but it's like movement right <laughs> yeah yeah why do i think you're Deadly. a dancer Are well you... i've recently started taking dance classes okay. and i posted a video and ever since then people were like oh you're, you're a dancer and i was like <laughs> no i took a class and yeah. i happen to be kind of okay at yeah, it yeah <laughs> you see i think that's the thing you also look like a dancer and move like a dancer mm -hmm. and you have the energy i feel like dancers are so always like full of like vitality one more time Vitality, <laughs> my double D's. Yo, that's actually I named my future self, and his name is Double D Dev. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Dallas. Oh, discipline, and I also want two giant pecs. I so, got you. Yeah, I love that. Ooh, double future D self. Dev. Mm -hmm. I gotta name my future self. It really helps. Mama Nat. No, I'm just kidding. Mama Nat. <laughs> you're pregnant with like nine kids. <laughs> All at once, you're giving birth to a litter. CEO <laughs> actor, Mama Nat. <laughs> So uncreative. I'm so uncreative. We'll work on it. Yeah, By we'll the work. end of the ground up. Yeah, we'll yeah, be yeah. yeah. Um, okay, cool. So take us back. Devin's in Texas. He's mm -hmm. teaching gymnastics. When do you know that you want to be an actor? Oh, so good question. So I'm in my town of 3,172 people, uh, whatever the number was. And um, you know what's so funny is I actually didn't know that acting was a job. Uh, for some reason, I just thought that the people on TV just were on TV. Mm -hmm. I didn't know you could do that. Um, so uh, when I was a child, I was they called me a, um, a shadow kid. So essentially, I had extreme social anxiety and would hyperventilate if someone who wasn't my grandma or my mom or my brother spoke to me. Um, so I lived the first like 12 and a half years of my life just in like silence. Um, wow. Like... Yeah, it was, it was crazy, especially knowing me now, like I looking know. back, it's it's insane. I had to go to child behavioral play therapy where, um, I mean, it, it'll get deep real quick, but like the only game I wanted to play was hide and seek because, um, and I always wanted to hide because I was waiting on my mom to come and find me. It was like this whole like mm -hmm. situation. So TV for me was like a really beautiful escape. And I remember I loved the movie The Wizard of Oz because, um, my favorite part of the movie was when Dorothy landed in Oz and she opens the door. And I didn't realize that movies were moving me in this way when she opens the door and her world goes from black and white to color. And I remember thinking as a child, like, I cannot wait until my life turns to color, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so moving from there, I, um, 14 years old, I get this personality. I'm like, oh, big hair. And I have this giant Afro high school musical is out. So um, everyone's calling me Corbin blue. Like it's this whole thing. And um, I'm garnering attention. Um, I watch a movie Will Smith is in called I'm legend. And there's a scene where his best friend, again, it's this man who's alone in the world. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can relate. I have so much <laughs> drama as a child. You know? um, and his best friend in the world is this dog. Remember, I love animals. I want to be a zoologist. Mm -hmm. And it's this moment where his dogs, you know, and if I guess if you've not seen the movie, spoiler alert, you've had 20 years. Um, but <laughs> his dog starts turning into this zombie and he has to like, like, you know, mm -hmm. his dog and he's sitting there staring forward and these tears are just breaking as he, by his own hands, is literally just getting rid of the only thing he has left in this world, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting there and I was like, if I can do this, if I can do that, I wanna do that, right? And again, I didn't know that acting was a job. I was just like, wow, right. wow, 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 wow. Right. A zombie movie moved me like that, right. you know? Yeah. Um, so I was 19 years old, um, I was hideous. 
Like I was, people were like, oh, you know, I was, I can show you photos. We'll throw one up or whatever. I know it's so hard to believe no. you're so handsome. I had like a, I uh, would pick my hair out. I had this Afro, I had a trash stash so that my mustache would only grow right here. I wore Wrangler jeans and Christian word shirts. So it would be like the Starbucks logo, but it would look like Jesus. And it'd yeah. be like, Jesus saves or oh like <laughs> Reese's Pieces. And it'd be like, Jesus saves. <laughs> <laughs> Rose from the dead. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I had one for every day, so it was wow. like. So my, you were Christian. Hardcore. Oh yeah, okay. my parents are pastors. It was wow. like. Okay. Yeah, I was very, you know, um, and I wore these shirts. <laughs> You're like <laughs> that was me. Yeah, yeah. It was it was my identity, and um, and one of my friends' moms submits me to a model search and doesn't tell me. Um, so eight. someone saw, I mean, you couldn't be that. Oh bad. no, it was tragic. The only people who told me I was cute were people's moms. Okay. It was not Got like, it. and they're like, you're so adorable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, you're just precious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, thanks. <laughs> like zero sex appeal. Okay. I was not being sexualized by anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, very ugly duckling okay. story. So I go, uh, this agency calls me. I think it's a scam, so I just hang up. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. oh, I'm a model, no, no way. And um, they end up calling back, um, and they're like, hey, no, we're serious, we're legitimate, uh, the Kim Dawson Agency in Dallas. Mm. Um, and and then so I drive three and a half hours up to Dallas, I meet with them. By yourself? Um, no, my friend Isaiah comes okay. with me. Um, and he, they, uh, they're like, Cool. They shave my mustache. They give me a haircut. They're like, never wear word shirts ever again. Oh my God. Like completely give me this makeover. And I started working like modeling. Um, and it was amazing. I was like, what, 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 what? Yeah. What? Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, still like modeling is not a real job. Acting is not attainable. And then finally they were like, oh, you like to act? And I was like, well, I've never done it before, but I, <laughs> I, you know, and they're like, I dabble. I dabble. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so I started, uh, taking acting classes. And it was this woman named Catherine Sullivan. She teaches out of Louisville. She discovered Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato. Oh, and, wow. Um, yeah, her son is Cody Lindley. He was in Hannah Montana. Um, Which character in Hannah Montana? Like her like really hot boyfriend. Yeah, Jake Ryan. Jake Ryan, yeah. Oh so my God. So his mom, um, and she's amazing. Yeah, Catherine <sighs> Sullivan. And so you, she like discovered you? Yeah, well, I guess um, I guess technically she, when I was handed her as like a raw gemstone, um, she like really like buffed you know, wow. like really taught me. Um, well, she saw the value in me before yeah. I did. Yeah. And then she really invested in me. And she was the person who made the introduction to my LA agent. So that's how I got signed with uh, Innovative Artists with Jennifer Petridis. And um, and yeah, she really has just been like a huge guardian angel in my life. Wow. Yeah. So how long was it before you moved to LA and got signed? Like how long were you pursuing? Um, I and probably started taking classes um, probably like four years um okay just like figuring this thing out like what's well, going not on not getting audition I... i'm literally right. taking like acting classes with like nine-year-olds yes. you know <laughs> like because she has like you have to work your way up the yeah, program exactly. and it's like me a grown man like me like hello so you're 19 at this point um, 20. i was like 20 okay. when i when okay. i started going to yeah, exactly and they're like Will better you be my than scene me partner <laughs> can you can you read this um it's from goodwill hunting <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just, uh, it's so funny when you look back at mm -hmm. it, but I had no idea and just no idea. Like, and I had, yeah, just my energy went out to here. And I yeah. was, what I, my lesson in acting was being like, hey, it's okay to be yourself. It's okay yeah. to be yourself. And I'm like, I am myself, I am myself. And they're like, it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to be yourself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I am myself, I am, I am myself. myself. And you're like, oh, I don't know who I am. Right, you know? honing in. I mean, 
when do we ever like know know who we are right oh, okay. especially at that age but i feel like back then too it was you talked about having you you kind of have this blind confidence right you're because you're not sitting there being like i can't do this you're mm -hmm. like showing up at the classes you're like this is cool like this can be this can actually be something like holy shit, i'm signed i feel like these days with social media someone could get super detoured from like pursuing it because they see they're like how do i get from this small town in Texas, even mm -hmm. though someone did believe in me, <clears throat> to on that screen mm. because they see all this stuff on social media. How do you think social media has affected the way that people pursue passions like a career in acting? You know, I think social media, it's a double-edged sword. You know, it's um, its really beautiful in the sense that now we have access to dreams we didn't know we could dream, right? Mm -hmm. We're seeing people who are seemingly ordinary or just like us, like do these incredible things. Um, it's, you know, it's like the person who ran the first five-minute mile. They're like, it's impossible to run a five-minute mile. And after that, I don't know the statistics, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't know the statistics on that. But after that, so many more people ran five-minute miles, right? So right. Um, the gift of social media is going, hey, you are capable. It's also going, and I think this is more of a shadow side that people don't want to acknowledge. It's going or this is my belief, I'm like, just because you are allowed access into this room does not mean that you are qualified to be in this room or space. Mm -hmm. And I think that people oftentimes get these like, I don't know, like superhero syndrome, you know, where they're like, oh, I'm deserving, I'm worthy, I'm enough, why aren't I getting paid this much? Why aren't I getting, you know, like, mm -hmm. why, why, why? And it's like, well, you haven't put in the time, you've not put mm -hmm. in the dedication, the discipline, just because you say you're something, it doesn't detract from the fact that you are. If yeah. you decide you're an actor, you are an actor. Right. But you have to put in the hours, you have to put in the work, you have mm -hmm. to put in the the discipline and the time mm -hmm. to be a paid actor, to be mm -hmm. a serious actor. And there are people who win the lottery and we see what the work looks like, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, some people have God-given talent and skills and you're like, wow, they're so naturally talented. Some people don't and they just get a good, really good chance and mm -hmm. they blow it because they don't want to work, right? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I don't want to sound like Kim Kardashian on this. <laughs> people just need to work. But people just like, need to work. No, yeah. it's true though. Yeah. Well, okay, here's the thing with acting. I, I love everything you said. I love how you did like a almost a positive spin on social media and then you just simply talked about hard work. Mm -hmm. And that's even like, people are like, I want to be, you know, a blogger. And like, we have a couple blogger friends. It's like, there's, actually like 10 years of hard work that mm -hmm. went behind, you know, starting getting those brand deals and things like that. So for acting, it is 100%. I don't, even if you do get that lucky big like role or something, sometimes what happens is if you start up here, it go, it can very much more likely go and mm -hmm. crash down, you know, whereas it's kind of nice to stay on like a consistent trajectory yeah. and watch it kind of blossom rather than, you know, 10 minutes of fame type of thing. I was so fortunate. Um, when I got signed with my agent, she did not want to sign me. She was very much like, I took a, I took a, a, a courtesy meeting with you. Like, it was like, I did this as a favor to Catherine and um, your Texas agency. I walked in the door. She was like, hi, my name's Jennifer. I'm not going to sign you. Literally the first thing she came out of her mouth. And I was like, that's okay. I just want some advice, <laughs> you know? And at Just the happy point, to be here. I literally, I was like, I don't know anything about this yeah. industry. I was 23, four years old. Um, I didn't know, you know, I just knew that I'd been taking acting classes. And mm -hmm. um, I remember... I ended up doing like she's reading my resume and she's like, oh, you do acro yoga? And she's like, I do yoga. And I was like, OK, I take my shoes off. I lay in the floor. I throw her up in acro yoga poses like this. Is my very first time meeting her hindsight. I'm like, 
who in the world does that? <laughs> yeah. Like, and then a cold room turned into a really warm room. Like Aww. all the people in the office started running over, taking photos. It was like, um, I set, I set her down and she's like, well, maybe I can send you on a few things, you know? <laughs> and then after that, um, she called and she was like, okay, I've decided I'm going to sign you as developmental. Um, she's like, but this is going to be a really slow process, you know? Mm. Um, she, Cause it's a bigger agency. Oh yeah. Innovative, yeah, innovative. artists are okay, yeah. great. Um, and I understood, I was like, okay, I don't know what any of these words mean, but I do know I trust you because the people in my life trust you. Mm -hmm. So, um, she then, um, made a plan. She's like, I want you to become a soul cycle instructor. And I was like, what? I thought you wanted me to be an actor, you know? And she's like, what soul cycle do? This is back when, um, soul cycle was at like, it's, it's peak. Yeah. Like it was really, really cool. Everybody was doing it, all the things. And she's like, it will desensitize you to the glam of LA. Um, like famous people will be coming to your classes, important people. She's like, casting directors will come to your class. Um, managers. She's like, and she's like, if you become proficient and good at this, they'll start rooting for you and cheering for you. She's like, it'll keep you in shape. It'll keep you financially stable. So you're not desperate when you go out and auditions because wow. people can smell it. Oh, it's amazing. What a cool like, woman. And it'll give you a community. So you're not alone when you're here. Genius. And I was like, okay, let's do it. She and I both didn't realize what trying to become a soul cycle instructor was going to be because at the time I had to audition. Mm -hmm. Then I had to move to New York for three and a half months for training. And during this time in training, I was getting paid pennies, like literally minimum wage for only the hours we were working. Mm -hmm. But you know how they'll do that. They're like, yeah. um, and I was sleeping on a, a five story walk up floor in Harlem next to a dilapidated fireplace that was infested with ants. I'm not lying to you. Like on the floor, like, for three and a half months, like I went through this and, and all in my head, I was like, I wanted to be an actor. You're like, where you am know? I? I was what like, what, what am I doing? I become a soul cycle instructor, um, which was not a skill or a dream I possessed. I then moved back to LA and I'm teaching soul cycle. She's not sending me on auditions. Like she's, she's like, all right, keep working, keep working, go to take class, do this. She'll send me a random self tape. I did it. She's like, nope. You know, like, wouldn't even submit it. She's to like, the I'm not just so you know, I didn't send that. And I was like, oh my God, what? And I was like, but I'm here. <laughs> I moved. I did the thing. You know, if social media would have taught me this, yeah. they taught me you come here, you become a superstar. Why am I a fitness instructor? Yeah. Why am I like, and then if I just listened, I was like, I put her, she, she hired me and I hired her for a reason because she's super smart and I trust her. All right. If I trust her and I also know myself to know my path, my dream is I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, well, I'm going to be what Will Smith was to me. I'm going to be what Judy Garland was to me. You know, I'm going to be that to a kid sitting at their home, not knowing how to communicate, like being super depressed, staring at a TV screen, just hoping to feel something through. I'm going to be that, you know, and um, because it was given to me and that's what I will give away, you know. And so I had that dream and I was just moving forward. Um, cut to literally I'm a soul cycle instructor for four years. I maybe have gone on six auditions in four years, but I also was like, I started to get frustrated, not at her. Um, but at the, the waiting process, I'm like, we're here. Well, I haven't booked anything. I started, you know, I was at Leslie Khan for a little mm -hmm. bit. I, yeah, I don't know if I'd met you at this point, but, um, acting classes. Yeah. Yeah. Taking acting classes, doing all the things. And then I stopped and I was like, you know what, if I'm going to be here and I'm going to say I'm an actor, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to become like an actor. So I signed up for um, five different classes, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, during the week for 
three months, I went to a sketch writing class. I went to an improv class. I went to uh, an audition technique class. I started taking privates at Leslie Com, which I didn't even know they offered. And then I did this theater class. Um, and fortunately, because I had SoulCycle and I had modeling still, it was paying my bills. So I could invest in my education when mm-hmm. it came to acting. Mm-hmm. But it was the first time I was like, oh, this is what it means to radically work for something. Mm-hmm. And then what that process was teaching me it wasn't about like how to do a reversal or like how to have thoughts or how to like dig into your character. It was teaching me about myself. And I was like, Oh, I'm actually, I actually don't know myself, you know? And I was like, how in the world do I expect to be able to transform into someone else? If I don't even know how to be myself. And that was the moment that I was like, and I was like, I'm cutting my hair. I had this big curly hair at the time. I went, I, everyone was like, don't cut your hair. That's how you're getting paid. I cut You're my like, hair. I'm not getting paid. I'm but not getting, oh, yeah. well, I am through modeling. I was making right. so much money. And commercially, I could sell a phone book, you know? Right. And my, I was like, but, you know, fear came up and it's like, but, yeah. but, but you can't do this. Then how, how, how? And my soul knew it's like, you don't know what your face looks like. You have no idea what you look like, Devin. You're hiding behind your hair. Wow. And you're saying, oh, my hair is my strength. No, your hair is your hindrance. Cut your hair. I cut my hair. I cried. Literally, yeah. I was sitting in the, the seat. They, the lady cut my hair and I was like, I cried and I was like, I don't never seen my face. I did not know my face looked like this. Wow. Handsome. Um, <laughs> I did not know. I looked like this. I thought I was someone's best friend. I'm a leading man. Oh my God. You know, and I had been auditioning for someone's bestie, you know, and I was like, casting's not working for me because I've been, I've been pursuing something that I'm not, it's not in alignment with how I was created. And I was like, and my mindset was not in alignment to be a leader, to be a leading man, because no one told me that a, a person of color, a biracial little boy who was coming into his queerness could lead a show. And then I booked Grey's Anatomy. Literally, Grey's Anatomy was my very first callback ever. Mm-hmm. And I booked the job. It became a, a reoccurring role. They wrote my character to kill him. Um, after I was guaranteed five episodes. After they worked with me and met me, um, they were like, we're not going to kill you. And it was this really great moment. Then the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh, crap. Hmm. You know, that sucks. Right. And then but now I know that I can work. I know what I'm working towards. Right. I'm like, oh, I'm not someone's best friend. I am. But I'm like in casting, I'm going to go up for leading man. Yeah. And you I, had to see that for yourself oh, before anyone else was going to see you. Exactly. That. You can't. And I mean, people look at you, Nat, and they're like, all right, you're. You know, it's like you're a bombshell. You're like hella athletic. You are like femme fatale. Like they're not going to put you up against some like, oh, like, you know, right, right, right. like, and be like, like, yeah, the hot villainous girl right, is not right. going to stand next to you because, right. yeah, you're pulling focus. Right. Like I tell you, you know, so if you're auditioning for her, right, then, right. yeah, it's not, wow, it's not it. You have to know yourself. And I think, I mean, you know, no, no one asked me, but um, I think a big problem with actors, we love to project things onto people, right? They're like, well, this problem is with you. This is like, my team's not doing enough. Like, oh, da, da, da. I need to go get new headshots. It's my headshots. It's this, it's that. And I'm like, you need to take a deep breath. You need to get centered. You need to ask yourself questions that you don't know the answer to. Like, who are you? You're like, well, I'm this, I'm that. And I'm like, no, no, that's who you were told you were. That's who you were last year. Who are you today? What do you want to do? Well, I want to be, no, that's what you've been saying. That's what you've rehearsed in your mind. What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? Well, I want to, I want to be, I want to be, you know, the funny guy. Why? 
are, do you actually want to be the funny guy? Or were you told that you're the funny guy? And it's like, who like get to know yourself and then adjust, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, love that version of yourself, period. And then what happens happens. You may find out that you actually don't want to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, oh my God, Devin, yes. <laughs> you, it's, it's just wild. It, it is such great advice that you're giving. I cannot wait for this community to listen to this and take it in because that is step number one. People are up in my DMs. How do I become a working actor? You know, and I have such a passion for teaching and mentoring young actors. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I say is kind of like the log line we learned at Leslie Kahn, right? Do you remember that? Which one? Like the clinic mm-hmm. is you learn your log line. Like I remember mine eight right. years ago was Pretty Little Liars meets Nina Dobrave, right? It's it's oh my it's gosh, mine was level. um if if Corbin Blue played Peta in the Hunger Games, yes, and exactly. I remember looking at people and being like rejecting it. I was like, hell no, yeah. and not because I don't think Peta in the Hunger Games is great, not because I don't think Corbin's great. Yeah, um, I think they're both great, right? But that's not, not me. You. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a very it's a very surface level, and especially in this in that example, other people were telling you. Mm-hmm. So that's, but what I think that people need to do along those lines is like, you need to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Like as an actor, yeah, who are you? What do you want to play? Because when you go into that first meeting, whatever you say, whatever you give off, the only thing that the agent or manager can do is take that in. Mm-hmm. And if they like you and they want to sign you, guess what? They're going to run with that information. If they're really good, like this this um, agent. Who, Jennifer Petridis. Jennifer, who f- She's so smart. Phenomenally, you know, because I feel like in that moment where you were like, after those four years, after you um, were working as an instructor and you got your haircut and you were like, oh, this is who I am. I feel like that was Jennifer's moment of being like, yes, this Mm -hmm. is what I've been saying. I've been waiting for this, you know? And she literally, she was like, thank you for trusting me. You know? And what was so cool is too, that's how I got my manager, Michael Baum. Um, He is, and he's an amazing, he, an amazing manager. Like, um, he came and took my soul cycle class and he was like, are you an actor? And I said, yes. And he's like, Hmm. And it called Jennifer. They set up a meeting and wow. you know, and he represents like Anna de Armas. And oh, my um, favorite. do you watch the boys? The voice, the boys? No. Oh, for it. oh, Homelander and the boys. Okay. He's like, I don't really remember his name, but he's an amazing actor. Literally. Okay. You're going to watch it and you're going to be like, Oh, wow. He represents him. He has like a ton of like all-star clients. And I was like, how, I'm not worthy. And you're sitting here telling me I'm worthy. And for the first time, Michael, I remember I always thought I was the funny guy, you know, funny best friend. And he looked at me and he's like, I don't know. I just think there's something like darker and deeper about you. And I was like, finally for the first time someone sees me. You know, oh I was like, God. that's the part that I can like, never this is it? Yeah. 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 And it was, it was amazing. And yeah. you're like, oh, oh, I'm a firm believer. You know, there is the whole get to know yourself, mm-hmm. but you also have to get to know the five closest people around you. You know, we are the sum of the five closest people around you. My grandma always says, you sleep with dogs, you wake up with fleas, you know. Mm. And there are mentality, the, the people that we put around us, they have the ability to impress upon us, right? Um, especially if you're in a developmental state, I believe if we're in a cocoon, you know, something we forget about metamorphosis is that caterpillar melts when it's in a cocoon. So it becomes goo, you know. Mm-hmm. And so while we're goo, anyone that we talk to, about anything, any, you know, our personal life, our mind, they then get the ability to impress upon us. And when they impress upon us, they shape us, they mold us, even if we don't know that it's happening. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you look at the five closest people around you, like those are the people that are influencing you. Yeah, absolutely. Like who are you confiding in? Who is representing you? Um, 
are these people that you want to represent you in their character and their morality mm -hmm. and the way they see you and the things they say about you? Is it in alignment with who you believe you are? If you do not know who you are, look at your friends and they will inform you mm -hmm. through their actions who you are. You're mm -hmm. like, oh, that person lacks integrity. That person's a liar. This person like cancels plans all the time. Crap. Why do you think people are so scared to kind mm -hmm. of start shedding um, people in their lives mm -hmm. who who they know are toxic for them. Well, I don't believe we have, I, I mean, a lot of people do do work and they're like, that person's toxic. But until you K-N-O-W something, like capitalize, know it, a lot of people don't act, you know? Oh, they're I like, see. well, I don't well, have all the, well, but you Unconscious. Know, yeah, it's missionary dating. You know, mm -hmm. you, you date with the intention of saving someone. You become friends with the intention of saving someone. Oh, I'm, I've, they've been loyal to me, so I have to be loyal. We've been best friends since we were in the ninth grade. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, they're just going through a rough patch. I'm like, baby, that rough patch is five years. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like, they are pulling you down. And, like, you can still associate with them, sure. But recognize the people closest to you, you will become, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. Period, point blank. That is a... Like that is one of my firm beliefs. Yeah. I'm like, and if there's someone, if there's someone in your circle who you're like, if you, that you wouldn't bring anywhere, you know what I'm saying? Right. That you do not feel safe taking into any room. That should, that should let you know that you need to distance yourself from that situation. And that doesn't mean have a breakup. It doesn't mean have a conversation. I'm like, naturally allow the, the relationship to be what it is. Yeah. Stop forcing it. Right. Like if you don't want to text them every day, guess what? Don't. So what advice would you give? I feel like so many actors, mm -hmm. they hold on to their agents. I mean, it's we're talking about relationships right now. They mm -hmm. hold on to their agents and managers because they're signed. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard to get signed. However, they have no relationship with them. Mm -hmm. They don't mm -hmm. speak to them. Um, they don't go on auditions. But they're like, no, I'm signed. And in your case, what you said was like, I need to do everything in my power, right? We get 90% of the check. They get 10%. Mm -hmm. We need to be doing 90% of the work. Absolutely. Um, I love you. Yeah, we <laughs> need to do everything in our power to make it happen. Mm -hmm. We're in the industry of trying to pursue being an actor in, in TVs and films and getting paid more than mm -hmm. a majority of people in America. Like, right. that's going to take a lot of work. And so, to your point, people sit there and they blame and they blame. And it's like, look at what you can control. And take inventory on the relationships surrounding your acting career, right? Mm -hmm. So that goes back to my question about agents and managers. How can someone gain the confidence to fire their mm -hmm. agent and manager if it's not working out for them? Have mm -hmm. you ever had to do that? Do you have the same reps? I have the exact same reps okay. that I started with um, because God is good, God like, is good. all the time. And um, I, I do want to pause this question first because um, there was a lesson that you taught me through your actions years ago that it stayed with me um you had just booked a series regular and i drove down to long beach to shoot disney stores modeling and um this is a job where it's amazing people work there like uh it's so fun but we were doing halloween costumes halloween costumes specifically they dressed me up like oogie boogie man <laughs> oogie boogie man if you don't know what he looks like google him um so that's just like the quality of work we're doing. I show up. Natalie is there working. Like, and she's like, oh, yeah, I just booked a series regular. Like, I mean, I'm like, what are you? We're getting paid $200. Like, what are you doing here? Like, you're the a series regular on TV. You had to drive multiple hours to get to this point to shoot for an hour to make $200. And in my head, I was like, 
If I book a series regular, I ain't never doing this ever again. Why are you here? And I never said it out loud, but in my head, I was like, why? And then I stopped going, why are you here? And I just kept hearing, she's here. She's here. There's no ego in these actions. And one thing you do, it's like, no matter what, you're going to work. You're going to achieve. You're going to grind. And it was really beautiful for me to see Mm. someone with no ego who had every right to have ego. You know, it's like, no, you're a series regular girl. And you're like. Like, and I'm also here. Like, I'm not better than this. Like, yeah. this is a gift. This is a blessing. And I think if you can, people can adopt that mentality of going, you know, you say it's our job to do 90% of the work, but even after our work has been secured, we've achieved mm-hmm. the dream mm-hmm. to not turn our nose up at any other thing, to not go just because I've made it to this level, all these other levels don't count. Mm-hmm. You know, like I will still go and I will do this work. I will still go and I will be this person. I will grind. I will um, put myself in a place where I'm open to any and everything. Mm-hmm. That was such a gift you gave me just in your actions. And I was like, wow, like, (laughs) wow, wow, wow. And I think it does answer the question, though, um, when it comes to, oh, I'm sitting stagnant with these people and I'm just keeping them so I can say I have them. Right. I'm like. When it when it comes to my mentality is if you're not growing, you're dying. You know, you think about plants, the second a plant stops growing, it immediately starts dying, right? And I'm like, if I'm in a relationship with someone I'm not speaking to, I'm not in a relationship with them, you know? They are a placeholder. And if they are a placeholder in my life, what is the fear? You know, if I leave them, I won't ever have. If you believe if you leave these people, you will never have another set of managers and agents and reps, then you are not I'm, I'm sorry, you're not worthy of the dream. The dream is too big for you. You know what I'm saying? If you do not believe that you were good enough to achieve another rep, why would the reps you have want to be with you? You know, if I'm in a relationship that's toxic, if I'm if I'm dating someone and I'm not speaking to them, and I'm like, but I can't break up with them because then I'll be alone and I won't ever find love again. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe you need to learn to love yourself. Mm-hmm. If you can't stand on your own two feet, if fear is the, the controlling agent, you know, then what is the point? Yeah. I'm like, go home, go, move back to right. Idaho, <laughs> go back to Pollock, Texas. You know what I'm saying? Like that scarcity mindset is never going to award oh, you abundance. Never, 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 never. We become what we believe. Yeah. You know, period. And also look at the five closest people. If the five closest people around you just like, just sit, just sit. Just <laughs> stay. I'm like, you're so no. lucky. You're so, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. so lucky. Oh my God, I wish, yeah. I wish. And I'm like, yeah, I was lucky to get this. Yeah. But also to learn this lesson. To and learn to learn this yeah. lesson. Yes, Natalie. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But I'm like, I, I refuse. And there is a difference mm-hmm. in going, oh, we're in a strike right now. I'm not getting any auditions. Right. You know, look at the circumstances of the world, obviously. Like, like check them out. Like, oh, there's a difference in I've communicated with my team what I like. You know, I don't want to go in for this. I don't want to go in for this. I don't want to go in for this. I would love this. I am a white male who's, you know, 31 years old, like blah, blah, blah. Like, and, and right now it would be hard for me to get auditions, blah, 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 blah. And I'm mad at my team because I'm not getting auditions and da, 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 da. And you're like, all right, well, you know, just like take a seat, wait six months. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you know, like it's different. But if you're like two years into a relationship, not doing anything Mm -hmm. like, all right, time to reevaluate. And chances are your team is probably like, he's a really nice guy, but like, you know, you know, like exactly take inventory on like what, how many times have you guys communicated? What have those been about? Mm-hmm. Are they, do they have a plan for you in your career? Do you have a plan for you in your career? Mm-hmm. I'm like, one thing that is starting to become, I'm starting to get irate about. Mm-hmm. And it's for me, yeah. I'm like, I will not ask my team, what do you see for me? If I don't have vision for myself, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm asking that question, it's about alignment. Um, it's not about like, 
I need you to tell me who I am, you know? And if I do need you to tell me who I am, I need a therapist, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> like if I do need, I need a life coach. Like, you know. Truly, like stop what you're doing right now and, <laughs> and look up a life coach, an affordable one mm -hmm. in your area. Look up a therapist that takes your insurance. Like yeah. talk to someone, get, you know, stream of conscious, write some shit out. Right. If you knew what would come out on a piece of paper, if you just wrote and did not judge yourself, mm -hmm. the things that would come out, you guys, are not something you would ever think that you would write. But you have to say before you do it, you have to go, this means nothing. I'm not judging mm -hmm. myself because if you start making it like, I wanna make this sound good. Should I yeah. post this one day? Did it? No. Right, you don't it's, write it like someone's gonna read it. No, yeah. this is your thoughts, your weird thoughts, mm -hmm. like, or your non-weird thoughts or your basic ass thoughts, whatever. And when you go back and read that, you're like, and you don't have to read it that day. You can read it two weeks later, never, whatever. But you're like, holy shit, my intuition was totally telling me the right thing, or mm -hmm. this is what I was feeling, or this is who I am, or this is what I wanna achieve. It's all there. We just don't take create the time and space no. to feel it or think it or be it. And you know, I think people also, creative people get really overwhelmed, right? They're like, oh, I have to find a therapist. I have to look up. Like not everybody has an Adley work ethic, you know? Yeah. Like I'm very, something I'm learning in my life is discipline. I, I might sound very disciplined right now. I am not, I will, I'm very go with the flow. Everything works out for me. My life will be what it is. If someone tells me to look something up, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm like, somebody will look it up for me and give mm -hmm. it to me if it's supposed to, I'll meet somebody on the street. You know, I'm like, if you don't wanna do that, go take like a breathwork class. Go to YouTube and Google breathing, you know? 100%. And I was like, your breath alone will unlock so much. And then sit down with a piece of paper or the notes in your phone and just throw up. And that's doing it without judgment. It's like, cause if we're the first people judging us, no wonder we think everybody's judging us, you right. know? But if we are no longer judging us, you know what that does? It releases us from caring about what other people are thinking. Uh, it's amazing. Which is the number one crutch. And mm -hmm. I deal with it all the time. Yeah, yeah, I care about what you're thinking right now. Yeah. I'm like, am I? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, what yeah. am I slouching? <laughs> totally, all the time. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, just doing a podcast, like people think like, oh, that's so cool. And it fucking is, it's mm -hmm. so cool. But every single day I have to, do my morning routine mm -hmm. and sit down and remind myself, hey, none of this really fucking matters. Yeah. Don't take yourself too seriously. No one's judging or caring about you. Everyone's caring about themselves. You know, go into the world being as fearless and joyful and grateful as possible and be gracious when yourself with yourself when you don't feel joy or you don't mm -hmm. feel gratitude or you feel frustrated. Just breathe. And I love your advice on breath work. I just started doing breath work oh, and yeah. holy shit, there was some screaming and crying. And like the fact that that even happened, like mm -hmm. I'm not a very openly vulnerable and emotional person. And for me to lay in a room with six people and do the breath work, which is, you know, this was, I think Wim Hof, which is like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. he'll mess you up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Natalie, just do it. Cause I get really scared about being affected by like, like I don't do any drugs mm -hmm. or take even like Advil. I get weird. I don't want to get, I don't in, take medicine either. Yeah. I don't want to get in weird headspaces. And so I was a little nervous and I was like, Natalie, this is breathing. So if it does take you to a weird place, it's organic. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's certified organic it's natural, breathing. <laughs> um, so, wow. yeah, so I did it and sure enough, I'm in this space of, you know, the cramping and your whole mm. body is just taken to this other place and these dormant emotions are released. And um, my my one of my best friends, Jasmine Mason, who just got her license in teaching breathwork classes, mm. she had us all bring a journal. So it was sitting there for after the class 
and we did 45 minutes and then yeah I just wrote everything and you know what came to my head was so weird my boyfriend and I were having like not just like a little like not even an argument a conversation about like us and our love for each other and it got really deep and that was that that morning and then I went to this breathwork class and what came out for me was like holy fuck I love this person so much and he loves me so much and that truly fills me with joy and and almost this overwhelming gratitude for him it was Mm. weird like it was like I feel so grateful for this human being whereas I take him for granted sometimes you know and that breathwork class for some weird reason moved spaces in me that was like no don't take people that love you so much for granted like cherish them and that would have just never come out if I didn't sit down and breathe, right. you know? And it's such a simple thought, such right? Such a simple thought that's yeah. not profound. Yeah, people people think that like we, like, oh, in order to unlock my life, I have to discover the mysteries of the universe. And it's like, no, I remember <laughs> like literally when someone's like, uh, my friend Tina Jackson once, she like looked at me randomly and was like, hey, unclench. And I was like, Huh? And I say that to myself all the time now, and I'm like, I didn't realize I was walking around with a tight butthole. You know, just like, I'm like, unclenched. Like, oh my God, stop. I was like, wow, just, wow. oh, I was having tension everywhere. Mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. jaw, my hands. Shoulders are up here sh- yeah, all I'm the like, time. And I'm like, no wonder. We're like, yeah, we're I'm walking. Fine, I'm fine. And then people who drink coffee are like, oh, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Why do you have anxiety? Yeah, yeah, You're like, I wonder why. <laughs> Unclench, baby. Relax. Yeah. Like, like you said, life is so simple. Like it, it really is. We make things hard, and yes, there are difficult things that affect us. Obviously, there are horrible things that affect the world. Obviously, but if we can daily just check in with ourselves and be like, "Hey, are you okay? Oh yeah, you're okay. All right, then we got this. All right. What's our goal for today? Be a good person." Be a better person than you were yesterday. Okay, okay. Yeah. We may not make it to good today, but like we will be good for us today. All right. Smile at one person. Like whatever. One simple, simple thing we can do. It will radically unlock. I don't know. I don't know. I think one of the biggest things I've ever learned in my life was that like nothing is about me. You know, I'm like, like we are living on a full, a ball that's hurtling through space that is ever expanding and like we are microscopic in in terms of the universe so small and i'm like things may feel big because oh my gosh my friend just taught me this she was looking up the word enlighten in light 10 and so she googled the definition of light and um uh the definition of light is the natural agent that stimulates sight and makes things visible that is what light is light is a natural agent right um and i had really been like looking into talent like there's a story in the bible that talks about uh this king that gives three men talent like uh and the first person i don't know the exact number so you bible quiz scholar like just relax um for for the story he gives one person five talents one person three talents another person one talent and he's like i'll see you in a few years right so they all go off the person with one talent is like i was only given one talent so he buries the talent because he doesn't want to lose it um, they come back. The person who had five talents has 15 now. The person who has three has nine now. And the person who was given one was so proud. And he's like, oh, look, I kept my talent. And the king shamed him. And he's like, "You don't bury your talents in the sand. Right? So I'm like, don't bury your talent in the sand. Why that's resonating? Um, you know? I'm like, hold up. So then I Google talent. And I'm like, what is talent? Talent 
is by definition God given. You cannot become talented at something. It, it is literally you are talented or you are not talented. And so people, you know, they're like all people are created equal. Nope. I do not believe that. I'm not about to go outside and run and be as fast as Hussein Bolt. You know, I'm like, all people are not created equal. Like, we are given special talents. Like, Everyone is talented, but there are specific talents that each of us have. Exactly. My finger is not a toe. My heart is not a brain, you know? And, like, some people in this world are hearts. Some people in this world are hands. Some people in this world are brains, you know? Mm -hmm. Eyes, like, and we are given talents, right? Um, talent is God-given. And then I was like, okay. Now I looked up skill. Skills are acquired. Skills you have to work for. And so often, because I'm someone who's given a lot of talents, I will get to the top of my talent and then go, once it is, skill is required, and this is when we get to work ethic, discipline, hard. I'm like, yeah, you know, like, I just won't do it. And, um, and so I feel like, and then that's when ego kicks in, that's when entitlement kicks in, that's when all these things kick in. And so I pulled back and I was like, all right, God, reveal to me, you know, Reveal to me, like, what am I burying in the sand? You know, like, what actually are my talents? And what is something that I've earned? I was listening to Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights. And he's like, you know, some green lights are given to you and some green lights are earned. And he talks about different moments in his journey where he had to fight for a green light. And, and I was like, make me aware of when I need to fight. And I was like, now, because in my life, I will achieve. I know that. But I'm never going to achieve as much as I am destined to if I don't learn how to acquire skills beyond my talents. And um, and when you look at the word enlightened, right, you think about light being a natural agent that occurs. I'm like, there are people in this world. It's a natural agent. All right, some people will possess more light. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like some people will be talented in in light, what we have to learn is how to adjust our aperture. If you look at a camera, there's an aperture that will zoom in, zoom out. And an aperture literally controls the, the view. If you are a camera operator, all right, and you're like, that is not true. Don't come at Dev. Don't come at Dev, all right? <laughs> Hashtag don't come at Dev. But um, an aperture, okay, it adjusts like your your view. or yeah. that's. And so when you're super close to something. You're super, and you can only see this much. So we talk about people who aren't working and they're like, but I'm right here and I'm this close to it. I'm this close to it. You're not letting light in, right? Mm -hmm. We have to learn how to adjust the apertures of our life to go, is this a skill or is this a talent? Do I possess this talent? If not, if I'm not very talented in this, it is now my, my job to be skilled at it. You know, mm -hmm. some people are really good at crying. Some people mm -hmm. cannot cry to save their lives. They mm -hmm. have to develop a skill in that. Mm -hmm. Some people have a really good work ethic. Some people do not. I have to become skilled in working. Wow. Like I am a hard worker, but I don't work. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and you're naturally talented at so many things that at I people. wouldn't. Yeah. And at like, people. No, I was going to say. Whereas, believe it or not, I'm actually not. Mm -hmm. At relationships, I feel, I, I, I don't know. I'm still discovering mm -hmm. that um, part of me because my boyfriend is really good at it. And since, you know, I'm like a mirror at this point. We're like mirrors yeah, of each yeah. other, you know. I'm like, holy fuck. Why do I... I'm so defensive and mm -hmm. off. Like I'm very like, I, I love more the merrier, but getting super close isn't my thing mm -hmm. where for you, you're naturally talented at just like, like you should have a podcast, you know, just, just <laughs> getting to know people. So mm -hmm. on such a deep and genuine level and, you know, dev games, like right, hosting right. a lot of people. Well, and that's why if I look at my five, right. Uh, I remember I was having a conversation with my best friend, Shane Davis, and um, he was saying, he's like, I just want to be my own superhero. And I was like, that's a great thought. Like, yeah, sure. But if it was left up to me and I was my own superhero, 
I would be such a mediocre superhero. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I'd be like, all right, <laughs> I can levitate. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> it's like yeah, that's special. But if anyone else has powers, it's like well, you're done. Yeah, but if I think about the five closest people around me, all being superpowered people, mm. you know, and I'm like, what is Natalie? She's she taught me so much by just showing up to a job that most series regulars would have turned their nose up at while also being a series regular. Mm-hmm. You know, like she she taught me so much by starting her own business and literally that business not yielding a crazy profit, but she is literally working and working and working. She's like, I have a vision for mm-hmm. like this. This is going to give back to the community. I have this plan. Literally on your Instagram the other day, you're like, what other business should I start? <laughs> you know, like I have a podcast. And I'm, doing, I'm just like, wow, just the way you live your life. I can see your power, you know, like, and I was like, if I keep Natalie close to me by proximity, mm-hmm. I will, my weakness will have to, it will be forced to pull up because Natalie's in growth. Wow. Yeah. She's growing. If the people around me are growing, guess mm-hmm. what? I'm not going to do. I'm not going to stay down here. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I will be forced to grow. I'm like, there's a video that, um, there's a video that Debbie Allen, she's talking to her dancers and it like rippled through me. You can Google it. And she's, she's literally saying, um, pull up. She's like, if there is someone in here who is at the front and they miss, you know, she's like, everyone in here should be able to know their part. She's like, if you're in the back, she's like the, the nine-year-old should be like, I can do it. Put me in the front. I'm ready because you should be doing the work. Pull up. Um, it's one of those moments, unclench, pull, pull up, up, you yeah, know, yeah. and position people around you that can support the magnitude of your dream and also be a person who can support the magnitude of your friend's dream. If you were bigger than your friend's dreams, you know, if everyone around you are like ants and you were this like Mm -hmm. human with the magnifying glass, I'm like, why, Mm -hmm. why are you positioning people around you like that? You're You're not going to grow. You're not going to grow. And that doesn't mean throw away people, but it's like, there's a ceiling there. There's a ceiling there. And it also Mm -hmm. tells me something about you. I'm like, do you have a God complex? Like, right, why, right. why do you want small people around you? Right. And it's like, all right, if you're someone who's really small and you only have all these really big people around you, you know, it's like there's balance to everything. Mm-hmm. But it is, I think it's, it is required for us to always stay in, in a position where we can, we can be really close to things. We can adjust the aperture of our life mm-hmm. and see it from a wide pr- um, perspective. We position people in us that we tr- around us that we trust, who are in growth, who we can inspire growth. Like in, and then when you were the hands, I'm the feet, she is the eyes, you're the ear, she is the mind. Like we create this like beautiful, like harmony. And then it's not right versus left. It's mm-hmm. not like political versus non-political. Right. It's not like so beautiful. Yeah. Like antics versus this. It's just, we are all different. We literally are all different. Yes. We come from different parts of the world and do all these different things. And we, we commonality is growth. Commonality is respect. Commonality is basic human decency. Commonality is these things. And I know, you know, from the ground up, how do you grow? Well, one, talents are not seeds. Stop burying your talents in the sand. You know, Mm -hmm. like be proud of yourself. And if you do not, if you're not proud of yourself, get to know yourself because I bet there is something you can be proud of. Beautiful. Yeah. Wow. You're beautiful. You've inspired me so much in this podcast. I feel inspired. I'm so excited. Wow. Um, okay, I have a question for you. If you could make one law that everyone in the world had to follow, what would it be? <laughs> like, don't do that. <laughs> uh, one law that everyone in the world had to follow. Mine is that everyone would have to have a morning routine. 
Mm. Like they would have to wake up and have an hour of like quiet time to themselves. Oh, I was like, I have a morning routine. It's stay in bed past my alarms. <laughs> <laughs> I do that every morning. Um, <laughs> every single morning. Every morning. Um, yes. Don't miss a day. <laughs> I really <laughs> will just sleep in. Um, I think no one's allowed to lie. Ooh. Like no, no lies. Mm-mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so I think it will teach people to be slow to speak. You know, um, they're like, if the, my only option here is to lie, I won't talk. You know, <laughs> if um, like, don't speak unless it can be Everyone's honest. Everyone's just walking like, <laughs> no. Just like, you know, and I'm like, because I do, you know, there is, when it comes to lying, there's like, well, what if it's for someone's better interest? Mm-hmm. What if you don't know it's a lie? And I'm like, if you don't know it's a lie, then you don't know. Then like, it's then it's not a lie, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, if you know you're about to lie to somebody, don't. Um, and I think that will breed a community of honesty, a world of honesty, and at least will give people the opportunity to know where they stand. And I love that. Yeah. I forget who it is. This might be a fact check moment. I don't know. This author, she um, set out to not lie for a whole year, mm-hmm. and it radically changed her life. And she speaks about it now, but she truly, no white lies, nothing. Mm-hmm. She just spoke the truth every time that she spoke out of her mouth. And it... I think I believe she like got a divorce, like mm. all of these things that would have never happened because she might not have, not have known that she needed that the divorce was supposed to happen. But just by being honest every day with mm. simple things throughout the day, it led to like a radically different life. Oh, my gosh. You just reminded me of something. So um, I have a friend. Her name is Jessica. And she was telling me about um, this phenomenon that happens every time you lie. Um, so um Essentially, there is this part. Oh, my gosh. I wish I knew this for facts. Uh, Okay, never mind. I can't talk about it. But essentially, this is the theory. Look it up. Everyone needs to Google this because it it, it literally was like, what? Um, Essentially, when you say something, your brain has to process it twice. Um, So let's say you go, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm great. And I'm not great. My brain processes the emotion and goes, oh, I'm great. And then it processes the lie. And what it does, it creates Erratical anyways, it creates some kind of thing that creates trauma in your brain. So every time you say something that's a lie, it literally creates a trauma in your brain. And I, I wish I had the actual details in the words about this. Incongruent thinking. It's called incongruent thinking. Yes. Ah, Yes. Okay. (laughs) And when incongruent thinking happens, it creates little traumas in your head. Um. So I could. I bet that radically. Changed it cleared up. It went from like gray area in mm-hmm. the brain to just like cleared. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and you could, this is something that you can start right now. Talk mm-hmm. about like creating healthy habits, right? Cause right. we all lie on a daily basis. Absolutely. And so just by consciously, you know, picking up that, mm-hmm. that habit of like, Hey, I'm going to try this for the week, mm-hmm. like just little things. And then it adds up and then it adds mm-hmm. up and then you become a more honest person right uh what's one of the four agreements being impeccable with your word that's right right and that's actually last year i was like i'm gonna become impeccable with my word and it starts with self you know i was like the number one people we lie to are ourselves and if we weren't lying to ourselves we wouldn't be lying to people yeah right so i was like it all comes back to know yourself love yourself um stop lying to yourself Mm -hmm. and people won't stay with their agents that no. aren't working for them or that they're not working for their agents long past the due date, you know, if mm-hmm. they're not lying to themselves. That's right. Because it's going to yeah. weigh, he- it's going to start weighing heavier and heavier. And then mm-hmm. there's going to be a point where you're just like, no, I've done too much self work. I value myself too much. Yeah. Integrity. Uh, yeah. 
and and I feel like I mean that's everything that magic is right it's like taking that time in the morning or whenever to just hey what's going on how am I feeling today what's coming out pen to paper like Mm -hmm. what are my intentions oh wow I want to I keep writing that I want to cook a new meal and I haven't done it like I keep writing it maybe I think today is the day you know Mm -hmm. like we I feel like in today's society that one of the hardest things and it happens to me all the time is just like really creating that time to Mm -hmm. put your nose in a book and get tangible and get grounded and go on those walks and take that time to yourself um Mm. so it's important for us to like set that goal to do that and you know what's so funny is people can hear this and they will be like oh my gosh yes i need to do this and they'll talk to all their friends about it and they'll be like oh my i'm gonna start doing this thing um i was talking to my friend sam or salem um, who I'm in love with. If you're listening to this, I, I love, love Samer. Yes, we love Samer. And he was saying that, because um, fun fact about Samer, not only is he an amazing actor, he is like a nurse and has been like literally licensed professional. Um, and he was saying that um, people get dopamine hits from being excited about doing something. So they'll talk about changing their lives. They experience a dopamine hit and then that's enough for them. Wow. So they don't, you don't know that. So you'll be like, oh my God, let's say I'm going to start a podcast and you talk to all your friends. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to do this and you make these plans and da, da, da. And you, it never happens because your needs were met. Whoa. You experienced the high, then you moved on. And so people are going to listen to this. They're like, oh my gosh, absolutely. It takes no time. But what kicks in is, oh, you need to develop skills in this. You need to be disciplined in this. 99% of the people are not going to be disciplined in this. And that's when they talk about, oh, the people who work are the people who work. You know, the people who have are the people who do. You know, the people who become are the people who literally become. Like, right, right. It's like, and yes, we all, every single person is capable. Every single person has access to growing, period. It doesn't matter what environment you were born into. I literally was raised in a trailer park, like straight up, like people are like no little, no resources. Mm-hmm. And I'm here today, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, how did that happen? It's like, I planted myself in whatever soil was underneath me. And I was like, grow, 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 and don't stop growing, you know, grow. And if people in my life, if you're not growing, you got to go, you know, mm-hmm. grow, go. It sounds Those like a little, options. yeah, it's like a couple principles yes. that can keep you, yeah. keep you going. And discipline, like, and yeah. that's where accountability comes in. That's I feel like discipline is a really hard one mm-hmm. in this day and age, right? People are so. People don't want to work. Entitled. <laughs> it's yeah. true though. Yeah. Um, so Devin, where can everyone find you on social media and, um, and on Peacock? <laughs> um, I am on Instagram. I also have the other things, but just at the Devin way, uh, T H E D V I N W A Y like Devin way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mainly post memes. So tune <laughs> oh in. Oh my God. His stories <laughs> are insane. Sometimes I repost them and I'm like, I'm not going to tell Devin. He gets too many DMs. Like, I'm just going to repost this. No, I love it when people are like, ha, 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 Because I'm like, thank God y'all have a sense of humor. Oh. Because otherwise, because a bunch of people say that to me in real life. They're but like, they don't respond But they don't to respond you. to yes, my story. So I'm like, is. does anyone think this, this is funny? funny? <laughs> Wait, that's a good point. You guys, if you think someone is cool, funny, you like their outfit, they inspired you to eat healthier that day. They inspired you to go on a walk. Like, if you can... Tell, Tell them. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're validation addicts. We love Truly. it. <laughs> it's Truly. how we keep going. It's literally how we keep going. <laughs> Someone tells me they like my outfit and I'm like, I got to make a whole YouTube tutorial on. 
no one ever tells you ever again. Yeah. <laughs> like, make it stop. <laughs> uh, the Devin way. The and Devin then way. you can watch Devin. Oh, yeah. You can watch uh, Queer's Folk on Peacock. It's one glorious season of amazingness. Um, and then I'm going to be in a bunch of more stuff. A bunch of more stuff coming out soon. So just wait. And soon is anywhere between now and the next 50 years. Yes. So um, just stay, stay tuned. tuned. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Devin. Yeah, thank you.